0: Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Arena. This week, we wrap up the A-League season, talk to Dan the Membership Man, and we chat to Maddie Crowell about Central Coast United. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Josh. How you doing, mate?
1: Good, mate. It's... uh. There's only two of us here this week. It's it a bit felt a bit weird with your intro just saying, I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Josh. And that was uh, it.
0: <laughs> mate, we're the, true, we're the true people. We're the ones <laughs> that the show tru- up every the true week. Fans. Yeah, true Yeah. Um, bit of a different show this week. Um, as it is just uh, Josh and I, we're not going to do too much. We're going to chat to Dan, do a little special feature with him. And then we're going to chat to Matty Crowell about uh, Central Coast United. New kids in the block. Um... Good, good club, and it's a great chat with him as well, so Very stick around chat. for that. Right, topics around the league. The Scorpion Kick uh, by Riley McGree, seen all over the world. All I can
1: say is I'm glad that it was in the semi-final rather than the grand final, because oh, yeah. if that happened in the grand <laughs> final, oh my God. But, you know, obviously we we you know hate what? the Jets as much as anybody, but fair play. That was that was an amazing goal, and probably we'll go close or should go close to being goal of the year. The Puskus Award. The Puskus Award. Uh,
0: I think it de- yeah. definitely deserves it, a mention. Yeah, it, it even got a mention on – I listened to a BBC show called The World Football Phone-In. It it airs about lunchtime on Saturday, our time, uh, but I would listen to the podcast. You got a mention on that too. So it well, it did,
1: it did go global. It, went, it yeah. went viral, especially in the UK. You got a, a lot of new eyes on the A-League, which, was, which is good for the league as a whole. But I do want to say that I reckon it was a fluke. Massive, massive, massive fluke. I'm going to say 50-50. Because there, was, there is a photo, if you have a look at a photo, as soon as it the ball touches his heel, his eyes are closed. <laughs> so that's why I think it was... I, I definitely say it was... He meant to kick it in meant that direction. It was like, huh, okay, I go, we'll go 50-50. I'll, I'll agree with 50 fluke and then 50, a little pretty good
0: technique. He meant to bring it in that direction, but he didn't yeah. mean to kick it... He sort over of, like I think Pat. he sort of meant to like flick it
1: over his head yeah. into his path, but he's, even just, yeah. he's just got way too much on it and it's just flown in. It's like you'll take it, you take a goal any any time you can get it. But and then pretty um, incredible.
0: the following week, a fellow Jets player, striker, went uh, a bit viral for the a uh, wrong reason.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm so glad Victory won because I think it was probably only us and Victory fans that actually wanted Victory to win the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, like we were saying before, uh, Phil and I were discussing it before and we are saying that it was just, it wasn't a good game. It really wasn't a good game.
0: Either of the semi-finals would have been an amazing, uh, grand final. Yeah, the
1: semi-finals were a million times better than what the grand final was. It was just, uh, is it, is it harsh to call it just slow? It's just the a final, bit of a slow the game. The final was dreadful. Mm. No,
0: neither team could pass it successfully. So they just hoofed it.
1: mm I think you know the offside goal obviously influenced it. I'm not I don't think it was a massive <laughs> robbing though. Like it was off it was an offside goal 100%. It just caps but off. the Jets had 80 minutes to equalize. <laughs> they had that one good spell in the first half where I think it was about a 20 minute spell where they completely dominated
0: the half time. The gold in there. Yeah. They
1: did. And then in the second half, I think victory's experience just showed and they just played it out because the Jets weren't in the game in the second half at all.
0: Yeah, it was it was hard, it was a hard watch. And this other thing is is that that gets beamed across the world and you yeah, know, it's they the they one think game that people will watch.
1: Yeah. It's not it's, it wasn't a great advertisement for the league with the offside goal and the game itself just wasn't really that good either. And um, yeah, to, yeah,
0: to, to any salty Jets fans that have probably just signed up as a member this year, um, that that are angry that. They they didn't win on controversy. Yeah,
1: welcome to the club. Go back to 2008, guys. Yeah. Have a look at that. Have a look. That was probably handballed. as bad or, yes. it, or worse. Was it as bad as that missed oh, it. Yeah, he yeah. stuck his arm up and... Yeah. yeah. And um, we have to talk about our old mate, Roy. And That's who I was alluding to before. Yeah, that was That's bad, horrible. <laughs> absolutely horrible. And I think I think an eight between an eight and twelve game ban would be
0: fair. Well he gets fired straight away because of his record. Yeah. It's and already gone the The incident five. in itself is probably what, six, six seven maybe? games.
1: Yeah. I think I think it'll be between eight and twelve. If it's more than twelve, wow. But I think it'll be between eight and twelve. And it's more than deserved because if you see a photo of probably a second before his his boots nowhere near the ball and his eyes are on Thomas and that's just a bad look, very bad look. And it was a like I guess you, the the what was it the what did Laurie say it was like oh his vision was impaired from the <laughs> from the from welts the on his mist. face, yeah. <laughs> That's but just a very poor yeah, excuse. I can see that they I
0: can see that he wanted to take out Lawrence Thomas because he was their best player. And it
1: was the ninetieth minute, so he's trying to get anything on a ball to put it in, obviously. But you just
0: But if you're gonna try yeah. and take the keeper out, do it earlier so your other players have got a chance to score. <laughs> sure.
1: Lawrence Thomas went through the wars in that game, didn't he? He more than <laughs> he more than deserved a medal. <laughs> he's it was like his face was being held together. Like you have you did that photo of um him making a funny face yeah. in the that was just, he, he looked like Frankenstein. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah. That was, yeah, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I hope David Squires does a good cartoon of that. That's all I can say.
1: I'm sure he will because David Squires is amazingly consistent with stuff like that.
0: Right. Uh, Meredith's Topics. <laughs> Someone's written, We finish with the spoon and the clean begins. So, okay, so Rue, Liam Rose, Josh Rose, Poscaliero. Josh Bingham, Trent Bahadur, Powell, Skipedis, Glover, and possibly Daniel De Silva. All gone.
1: That really is a clean out, isn't it? Okay, yeah. we'll start We'll start with Storm. I think... Fair play to Storm. Like He did make over 100 appearances for us and was here for the entire period where we've been pretty bad. Um, after the his, break, he uh, wasn't the same. Yeah, he wasn't, unfortunately, after that horrible injury, but... Uh, I think the the big rumour is that he's going to victory, so good luck to him in Melbourne. Um, Liam, I think I think letting Liam go was a bit of a shock because I thought he deserved to stick around. What do you think?
0: Well, the reason he wasn't played by Ocon, I was going to say something nasty, but I won't, um, is because he, I don't know, he wasn't built enough, I guess, so he didn't have enough mongrel in his game. I think mm. Liam would suit... More, techni- league, more technical. Yeah, yeah, in Europe somewhere, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, look, best of luck to him. It's a shame to see him go. I, I did enjoy watching him, but
1: if... He was I, another one that good, gave look, good service I, to the club. I think he made, what, 70 appearances, so... And look, he's still only 21, 22?
0: Yeah, so you can't you can't necessarily build speed into someone and you can't build a natural technical ability into someone. Mm. What you can do is build someone's muscle up. However, if you do that, you you might unbalance the player. If yeah. you make them too top heavy, yeah. Um, so there's a danger in in doing that. If if we did keep him and then try to build up his upper body strength to be a bit more mungler on the ball, then he might lose his technical ability, mm. ability a bit. It's a,
1: just it changes to the f- balance. Would have been trying to find that balance, yeah. And uh, next up is Josh Rose. Obviously, everybody who listens to this knows he he's definitely a club legend and. Best of luck to him in retirement, although he's actually gone up to Newcastle to Edgeworth to play McBreen, with McBreen's team, so good luck to him up there. To the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, so, Poscalero didn't so really see a lot of him, A seasons
0: ago, uh, whenever he played, we didn't lose. Uh, then he went to Perth and he came back to us in January. Um, look, although it was good to see him back, he didn't play. So, well, he played a couple of times and just... I don't know. He just didn't work out. Yeah, it hasn't worked with Mulvey. Maybe Mulvey doesn't want him. or Mike doesn't want him. Yeah, it's going to get confusing with two mics. But um, anyway, so he's he's gone. It's a shame to see him go. I did enjoy him, but he's gone. Bingham.
1: I think I don't think that was a big surprise no. really. Um, you know he 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 had chances in the first team. He just I guess didn't really deliver a lot, did he? No. Um, Trent. Bahaja. obviously he was sort of a couple of years ago. It was he was the guy we wanted in the team, but it sort of fell off a little bit. And rumor is he's going to Sydney. So um, you know, well, uh, is he going to play for them? Really, is he going to get in that team? I don't know.
0: Yeah, all pace needs to work on his crossing and his shooting and yeah, all the aspects of a footballer that you want. So. You know, yeah, good luck to him. Uh, Powell?
1: Um, well, from what I've heard, he was the one that was the most upset about being let go, which you can understand. Um, I thought with the chances that he got again this season, he didn't really produce a lot. Um to to be fair to him, every time he played, you could tell he was putting in a hundred percent, which you can't say for every player. I don't think this season.
0: I think there's only a couple of players you could.
1: Yeah, but um, good luck to him wherever he goes. You know, I don't have don't have anything against him.
0: Some moments of good football. Um, it was only glim- it was victory. It, it was glimpses. But it wasn't enough. Yeah, but,
1: but, but good luck to him.
0: Skapetis, what he played two games.
1: Well, he he came on and scored like with his first touch against the Wanderers, and we thought, oh. This is good, but after that, didn't really see it a lot of him, did we? Heard
0: there was a falling out between himself and the rest of the team. So, yeah, maybe just didn't fit the culture. Didn't fit in then. Uh, Glover, one um, person that uh, we were advocating to give some game time to in the last, say, four games when Ocon left, but we uh, later found Kennedy out some, some information about mm. him that sort of led to us not wanting Glover to play. Um mm. the fact that he didn't really, you know, wanna make sacrifices for the team, I guess you could say. Um I don't really mind that he's gone. It's a, I like Spurs. But uh it's a shame that one didn't work out. If um if only you'd put a bit more effort into the club, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um and Daniel De Silva. um Vincenzo Grail has been chopping him around, apparently.
1: Um, uh, Melbourne City looks likely
0: for him so world game reported that city had beat Brisbane to i don't know it, it had to have been money it yeah. surely has
1: to be money and obviously cuz Brisbane had just signed Taggart as well they would have probably put some decent coin into that so uh speaking of that i don't think, I don't think that's a great signing for Brisbane Taggart. that would yeah, have been, that w- that's I that would exactly it, this that would that was he's exactly the player i would have loved to for us to get but um, we'll talk about this now, if because I was just gonna, it was a good segue. But Gamiro announced today. We record this right now, Tuesday night. He was announced today, and yesterday was Clisby. So I think Gamiro, you know, he sort of had that he potential tag for a few years now, but he just hasn't really gotten enough game time. He hasn't scored. He didn't score for Brisbane. Um, when he was when he was at Sydney when he was twenty twenty one, I thought this is this is going to be a good player. But injuries injuries have really ravaged his career, unfortunately. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I can't you can't really judge him now when it's you know a week into the off season. So uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens.
0: I just hope we haven't signed an injury prone player because we've had those before, like yep. Posco we mentioned before which he and and you know unfortunately is injury
1: prone he's done what like, three ACLs which yeah. is really unfortunate and if he does it again
0: it's never the same
1: if he does it again i think that's probably his career done to be honest if yeah. you do your ACL four times you you it's hard to come back from that it's hard to come back from one or two isn't it
0: yeah so him and Gamera, uh him and brahma meeting is going to be oh yeah interesting <laughs> Hopefully yeah, we
1: see something from the club of them hugging first day of pre-season. <laughs> yeah. uh, Clisby? Um,
0: uh, he's going to have to prove me wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, every time I watched him with the Wanderers, I didn't think he was Look, anything special. T- and he's another t- journeyman. He's another A-league journeyman. Yeah, I was journeyman.
0: about to say, we've signed two players that have been at three, four clubs. So, uh,
1: Gamero's what now? Sydney? City, Brisbane, and now us is yeah. fourth club and Clisby is the same as fourth uh, club. Perth
0: Melbourne West City. Sydney,
1: Melbourne City and us. Yep, that's Sydney. four. Yep. So, so w- we're both their fourth A League club, so we gotta hope that the they've yep. all been released. So yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, what else was there? Uh Melling was re signed, which I thought was okay. You know, I thought the, the, the Gorkin can had him tackle. Was okay.
0: He needs to work on his passing. Yeah, his distribution.
1: Mhm. Hundred percent.
0: So I don't know. Maybe look. Even with Mulvey in charge, I I can't really. There's gonna have to be something big. <laughs> so There's hard. gonna have to be
1: something big for I think fans to get really behind the side this year. You know, I think we said we said that last probably three pre seasons. We need something big to you come have to in. Totally
0: though. change the way they play.
1: Absolutely, I think. Hopefully, Mulvey can do that and. Um, I'm glad that there's egos out of the club now. Um, and hopefully Mulvey turns it around. But all we got to do is just hope, really. We can't... Th- this upcoming season is huge. We can't be in the same position again. You know, it's just... It's vital that we get, you know... I, I guess it, you could say it's mediocrity. Um, but we want to be in the six. And that's how. You know, I guess success is judged in the A by getting in the six and getting up higher. But who knows? It's another year away. It's another mo- just under a year away until we know.
0: Right. So you went to the Mariners dinner.
1: Yep. How was it? A lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was good just to just to you know, I guess I guess celebrate isn't the right word, but just <laughs> talk about the season and have a good time and being um, being a very Australian thing and you know sort of. Getting on the drink, having a good time. Uh, I'd have to say the the um the best part of the night was a slightly intoxicated joshy Rose getting on the stage <laughs> and spilling out how much he loved the club and talking to us. And I got a great photo with him, and I'm very appreciative of that because uh, I don't know. I think they've been critical of of Rosie, you know, on social media a few times over the past couple of years, but. You can definitely you definitely can't say that he's not a good bloke, very top quality bloke and wish him well.
0: Duncan Mitchell, um one of my mates, that uh he played as Charlesworth.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. It was uh um Sean uh got um Charlesworth back after last last year at the medal dinner. Um Charlesworth did some weird PowerPoint of Sean being <laughs> a uh a German Nazi soldier from World War Two and I don't most of the crowd were Kumpf. going, well, yeah, Mill and Kumpf. Yeah, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And this, uh, this year, Sean got him back by getting um, one of one of your Duncan. your friends that you know that to mimic um, Charlesworth. Charlesworth, and I think the best part Charles was Mike's getting, worth. getting um, pretending to call up Bruce Stalder, yeah. our old CEO. <laughs> And say, um, it was it, you wanted, you wanted, um, Mulvey to be renamed as Arnold, <laughs> which I thought, you know, some funny stuff in
0: there. Yeah, it's a good video. I I just watched it before. It was, uh, yeah, good watch. I enjoyed that. Good to see Sean get Mike back. Right. So, Man- Mariner's medal went to Kennedy, and he yeah. looked as shocked as everyone else did. Yeah, I think he did.
1: <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I thought Golick. Golick or Barrow, Golick yeah. or Barrow were going to be the the winners but um to be fair to Kennedy in the middle part of the season he had a few good games where he probably saved a couple of goals but I yeah I couldn't go past the last round with um you know apparently what was going on there and conceding eight goals to his old club so obviously not very happy with that but what can you do I think did he deserve it I don't think so I would have 100% said Golick was probably our best player this season. Or or Tom, even. I think Tom's definitely the best player at the club, by far. But, um, unfortunately, Fiume was out. And then obviously, Golick was out for the last, what, five games of the season as well. So, injuries and suspensions didn't help us this season. If we had our, you know, fully fit, starting 11, playing every week, then I think we wouldn't have finished last.
0: Chairman's Award went to Dan, the membership man. He's been copping a lot of shit all year, so it's. Uh,
1: fully deserved. Yeah. <laughs> fully, fully deserved. Good man.
0: His chat will be up very soon. Uh, Golden Boot, Hull, Pal and Payne. It just shows how rubbish Azra was. <laughs> Youth Player of the Year, Josh Nisbet.
1: Bobo if scored f- more goals than we <laughs> <Yeah>. did.
0: <laughs> uh No, did we equal? We're 20. Oh, it might have, have been two? equal with the two. I don't
1: yeah. know. Was, uh, who cares?
0: <laughs> anyway, Josh Nisbet, great player. Very good player. get a chance to watch uh, him in youth or academy, uh, just... Just yeah. look for
1: the very small number 10, but what he lacks in size, he makes up for
0: in talent, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, now, these two, I don't know how this happened, but Damien Brown, medal winner and OSC Player of the Year was Daniel De Silva. Yeah,
1: I didn't really understand. He stopped playing in... I didn't understand any of that because... not he? <laughs> Well, he started the season well, and we're thinking, well, this is good. He started the first, what was it, the first probably five games, he played pretty well, and then there was yeah. the Wellington away where we had the the big win of the season, and then everything after that. As soon as, as soon as he went to that tournament, he just went downhill and then came back and... Pulled a Hartledge. Yeah. I I don't get why some of our fans are really upset that he's leaving, because Look, if he, he does not show enough.
0: If he doesn't want to play, don't... We don't Just want we, we we want players Honestly. that want
1: to be here. We don't want a player that's stuck here because of a contract and doesn't want to be here. Um, the saddest of news the of the year.
0: night. Yeah, it's sad <laughs> news. Very sad news. The body didn't go to Aaron. Morrow did not win Volunteer of the Year.
1: It's a bloody outrage, I tell you.
0: I am. I'm going to be writing a strongly I'm worded email to, to Dan, Dan.
1: <laughs> and then I'm going to ring him up and abuse him because <laughs> it's his fault.
0: Right. um... Centre Coast Mariners Academy is still undefeated on top of the table.
1: Yeah, they're doing very well. Unfortunately, they've had too many draws, six draws out of ten, but they've had four wins as well. So, ten, 10 games in, haven't been beaten yet, which I'm going to say good. top of
0: the table in the club championship. Yes, not, that's very good. Not first grade. We're in, we're in
1: fourth in first grade. Yeah. And the girls are doing well as well. The uh, Can- was Candice Phelan has scored 18 goals in... Seven games, which is pretty nuts Prolific and I'm not sure where the girls are on the table but I'm guessing they're higher up, so that's good So it's good to see both our men's and women's academy teams doing well
0: Right, the Coast Football Rainbow tipping comp uh, First prize was a $50 voucher from Sideline Sports Grill And ca- uh, Fred said he put in 50 bucks cash So I don't know if he's... Yeah, he's going to find out when he gets back <laughs> from Europe, I guess That he has to cough that up um, second prize is a $25 voucher from Sidelines. So, number one, we have Call cool de Cops.
1: Cops with a K, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure who that is. So, but
0: C-A-L-L-D-A-K-O-P-S on 237 points, which is really good. Yeah. Um, second place is Rowdy Pushkas, so 233 points. Um, and third place was... Charis, Charis, C. Um, Harris, one one C. Harris. Thank you, <laughs> one one oh five two two six points out of us four. I'm going to be honest. I I'll, think us three. I was
1: the only one that was taking the tipping comp serious. Well, Morrow
0: started going back into it.
1: Oh yeah, he tried to make it up, but he still came last <laughs> out of the four of
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, you ended up 193 points. Luke got 148. 11th. And he was 47th. I got 144 and 51st. And Moro ended up on 142 points and 52nd. So I'm just in front of him without trying. And then shout out to... I just to got too busy. I, I, yeah, and my enough. login was playing up. So <laughs> I just went, okay, I'll pick all the away teams. Shout
1: out to Luke with two E's. L-U-K-E-E-12. Who got the wooden spoon with 122 points. We'll uh, get in contact with us and we'll send you a wooden spoon, He mate. must have
0: been tipping the Mariners every week.
1: Yeah, obviously. Oh, he's just forgotten it and the away teams have stuffed him over.
0: Well, I even owned it up at 144. We, you didn't even try. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, Coming up is Dan and Maddie Crow. Thank you for listening. Um, I don't know when the next one will be. Probably another month or so.
1: Probably be another month or whenever. Whenever we think we need to do another one and wrap up Academy and CCU and whatever. Try and get someone on. Whatever. We'll see what happens.
0: Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time.
2: Here we go. Absolutely well. Thank you very much for having me back on, boys. So um, it's always a pleasure to be here and uh, have a bit of fun with you guys. So awesome.
0: Well, thank you for coming in. Um, now you have told us some of your stories in the past, and I I just said to you, like, mate, we need to get you on the show and doing a day in life. So you just want to start or?
2: Um, yeah, I'll um, try my best to um, entertain. Story time with Dan. Absolutely. So um, I, I've been in this role now for um, four years. Uh, well, this is my third year employed and um, two years as interning. So um, one year as a, a media intern, then going into membership and community and then getting the, the job and it's been fantastic. And uh, over the years I've met some absolutely fantastic people and members and um, some people I can't wait to work with and see again and some people – I can't wait to wave goodbye to as well. So um, after some of the seasons we've had, but um, yeah, each, each member has their own needs and what they would like to do, but um, I do have some absolute cracking members that um, we, ha- we have a lot of fun with and um, like to um, either wrap their arms around me or legs around me and meet me on <laughs> game day and absolutely abuse me with hugs and kisses, or um, it can be the other way where I'm just nicely walking up the stairs and say hi and then I get an absolute mouthful um, of effing and blinding and um, telling me to um, do better for the team and everything like that, and I just turn around and go, Unfortunately, I do membership and I'm not the coach, so um, <laughs> what more can I do? So uh, it's p- quite exciting. But, um, yeah, we have um, a quite a couple of weekly callers, which has been um, quite entertaining and um, quite so fun. So once every Monday or um, every after the game? Um, every Monday after the game, usually 9, 9.30, I'll get my first call on the Monday mm-hmm. and um, I'll get the um, the match review um, played back to me after I've watched it already, <laughs> um, being told how my um, what's my opinion on the game as well, and uh, I, I like to be honest, I'm a fan too when it comes to that, and very passionate about the, how the boys are playing on the park, and um, it's not just a, a job for me, it's also the passion of uh, um, watching the game too, um, being a, an absolute football fan as well, so it's good to see, but um, yeah, it's amazing. I, we, I remember one time we were at um, the, an event at Family Day and Fabio was with me and um, this um, lovely lady, um, I won't name names, and um, she came up and she um, got a little bag out and um, next minute she grabbed Fabio's arm and squirted sunscreen all up his arm and started rubbing it in. And Fabio's just looking at me and just going, Dan, Dan, get this lady off me. Get her out of here. Get me going. Please Help me, help me. What so the then uh, I, I'm there telling this lovely lady, you can't abuse the players like that. Please take the sunscreen off and everything like this. And yeah, it's sometimes it's quite challenging uh, sometimes what happens and what goes on with uh, in the members' realms and what they can do and get away with. Um, End of last season, um, when we did have a, a bad season, uh, um, the amount of um the people that used to throw the membership cards onto the pitch and stuff like that. It's been quite exciting. Um, it's a
0: classic move that oh, one.
2: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Especially by one gentleman, which I'll never made, um, name names, so it's all right. But if you'd like to come and pick up his membership card, I still have it, You're so don't worry. It. Yeah, absolutely. Carry so. it in your top pocket, do you? Uh, oh, it's bottom pocket, bottom just, pocket, just in case, so that's no problem at all, but all good. Just in case he comes in. Absolutely. Wants, wants it back. Yeah, absolutely. You never know. Some people collect them as collection items, so you never know. So. I, still Mar- a-
1: Mar- does. I still have all my Mariners somewhere i've probably still got the 20 what was it the 2012 ACL campaign the three game pass for ACL but
2: uh, absolutely those no. are,
1: those were the good old days weren't they
2: yeah we've got we've got some fantastic designs and i uh, hope you like next year's design as well with um that one but um, yeah it's quite exciting but anyway is um, there a spoon one Sorry, no. We um, we didn't go with the spoon. We were okay. going to do a spoon and, um, and um, a fork set this year for the baby <laughs> members, but um, we, we we decided not to. Okay, so um, just in case it um, upset a couple of people, so all good. But um, yeah, Lauren, uh, we got the biggest um, the morning tea, but um, we didn't want to put um, wooden spoons on sale again in the <laughs> office this year. Thanks, Lauren and Nicolay. But um, yeah, definitely not this year again. So that'd be good.
0: So, how long do these conversations go for? The
2: phone conversations. Uh, um, so these phone conversations on the Monday morning can last from literally five minutes to um, nearly forty-five minutes on the phone, or I get a call back literally ten minutes later with another question or um, <laughs> um, um, stuff like that. Uh, on which, which I'm very. I'm very happy to take those calls at the end of the day uh, everyone's got an opinion um and they've got a right to complain and talk to us and give us our positive positive feedback to um the relevant people but um yeah it is it's a very challenging job and i i, I take every minute with a, a pinch of salt because you never know who, who's going to be on the end of the line and i enjoy having the confrontational um phone calls as well um not only just because uh um, there they could be they could be right but um, I, I just like to help the members find that positivity again and get them revamped for next year and get them going and this year is going to be a challenge but um, I'm ready to take it on I've been' um, I've, my fires have been reignited as everyone laughs in the office against me, and already sent the pictures around of me with um, f- my body on fire. So <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I'm quite excited with Mulvey coming into the the role as head coach, and yeah, it's going to be really exciting on who he's going to bring in and what the new signings are going to be. So game on.
0: Now, I imagine you, you sort of mentioned you got the some abuse. What is the worst it's ever been? Not so uh, yeah, when, sorry. when,
2: and what? Um, we've had um, a couple of emails that have come in who have been um, targeted at um, the Mariners staff and um, players themselves, and um, I won't repeat the, the language in those emails. But it's um, literally one liner and death threats. Um, it's pretty wow. phenomenal. Um, just uh, and unfortunately, those people um, it, it, they. D- that's the way they communicate when they're just angry. It's just the key, keyboard warriors and mm-hmm. going out there. Like I understand the, um, the if you if you want to um, say your opinion and everything on like that, there is another way of going about it than having um, those type of emails. And uh, and sometimes those emails aren't even bothered. Um, we we don't even address those emails. There's no point to retaliate to those or anything like that because um, they're already angry and fired up. We don't want to make it another scene. But if anyone's genuinely writing in i will 99 percent write back or sean will write back or even personally phone them and um, talk to them about the issue and um hopefully see a different perspective that we do and we want to move on to. So that Fabio moment the sunscreen, is that the weirdest moment you've had? Um, No, it's um, (laughs) looking after some of the players. That's just um, some of the stuff that we've um, got to deal with and everything. But um, no, I I got to meet um, on game day. Um, It's amazing um, what moods people are into coming up and meeting you. I'll get the high fives or I'll get the aggressive look at what are you doing here and um, what are you selling? (laughs) Do we get freebies? today I'm a member where's my stuff <sighs> and, uh, oh, I'm how like, often do you yeah. hear that oh, I'm a member um, I, I, I hear that quite a bit and um, <laughs> don't get me wrong I'll um, support that member and I'll do bend over backwards for those members it's um, the people that um, who aren't members who, um, um, who are very passionate fans but expect everything that the members get as well Wow. Um, that's something that I, I find. Uh, I, like, for example, we were giving out the packs at the very start of the season. And um, I remember um, giving the hat to this one child. And he showed his My Club card. So we gave him an extra hat just to say, well done, mate. Congratulations. We had some spare. So that was good. And another kid who come up, he wasn't a member at all. Can I have a hat, please? I'm sorry. This is just for the members. Then you get a serving from the mum or dad. How rude. you have not even giving my son a hat or anything. <laughs> but I've offered him funder sticks. I've offered him something extra. Fund for free. But um, yeah, th- those those things. But um,
1: it's just yeah. how people—some people—are in this world. You yeah. can never please anybody, no matter what you do. You yeah. can never please them.
2: Oh, absolutely! And game day is my f- game day is fun day for me. It's it's. Meeting, yeah, you get to suit up, don't you? Oh, I get to suit up even and
1: if it's 35 degrees. Oh, and sweat,
2: suiting up absolutely. And then the amount of sweat and the five kilos of weight loss thing, <laughs> then I gain it back on at the end just by the loss or um, the, the 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 negativity from some other people's or something like that. The weight goes back on, so never ending shift, mate. So it's unreal, but um, yeah, like, um. I remember game day is exciting for me. It's where the hustle and bustle, being in that road, and uh, I have a lovely old lady that comes up and gives me a big hug and a kiss that I don't want to have every game and everything <laughs> like that. Then, then I got a lovely old lady that comes and jumps all over me, gives me hugs and kisses, and just goes crazy. And then I see the husband in the background just giving death stares and trying to punch <laughs> me. And so you know, it's, it's quite exciting and stuff. But no, they're the they the, they're the good. Um, How good's it, our fan base? It's unreal. I got so to, good, but. They're the ones and they're the characters, those people I will not forget. The people that keep coming up and saying good day to me are, hey Dan, do you have still a loose cannon? Oh, I've actually saved one for you because I remember you keep asking each game. And they're the the little moments that I feel really proud of being being part of this club is where you see the members who recognise you, you get called by your first name. um, You're not not that membership guy over there or the grumpy pom over there or something (laughs) like that. It's not that frame of mind. I want to be happy and bubbly for the members too and have a really good time and just have a great vibe with them.
0: You still haven't answered my question.
2: No, no, sorry. <laughs> so, um, the interesting thing, oh my goodness.
0: On, I've heard a couple. It, it, if gotta, it, if gotta, it, it's weirder up. than the Can Fabio
2: you, one, it's, this is going to be great. Remind good. me, remind me what I've said before. Oh, oh I
0: can't remember.
2: The, um. Oh, we had the bus trip down to Canberra, and uh, this this was a, this one's a great one. <laughs> oh, here um, we go. So, we Get went the um, popcorn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, we went down to Canberra. And um, we had this um, lady who wanted to come with us as well, and we were like, yep, no problem at all, but we need to make sure that you, you look after yourself, you need to be in the right area for the bus to be picked up and everything like this. So she got dropped off on the far side, right next to the gate. And I was on the other side, on the western side, and all she had to do was just walk through the stadium and come and see me, and she that was the only thing she wanted to do, was drive down to Canberra, see me, watch the game, say goodbye to me, and get back on the bus. And, and, and by the way, Shell, I'm not having an affair with this person at all by letting you know just this or anything like <laughs> that, but um, just with <laughs> well, the lady, but just saying all the lady relationships and stuff. Okay. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> so this lady walked four and a half kilometres around the whole stadium, around the suburb, to the other side just to come and see me to get her free programme instead of walking through the stadium. At the very end, we couldn't locate her because she had walked the other way back around <coughs> to the buses. So, at this point, we're packing up the stadium. We've just finished. It's this is, ten, ca- is you know, Canberra? This Excuse is Canberra. 10? This is 12 and 10, it, I think it was 10.30 at night at this point. The buses were about to leave to go back home. Um, we I got a call from Cameron saying, mate, you got to find her, otherwise, we're gonna to have to go. I'm like, no, you can't leave her here, mate. Like, we can't, we've got no accommodation for her. She's got no stuff, she needs to get home. So with that, I had to jump in the van, travel four and a half kilometers around the same way she walked, look for her. Eventually, I found her just on the side of the road in the wrong bus stop, bless her. Got her through in the van. She had a big bag and everything. I've got her back in the van drove all the way to the buses and the buses were just driving out i was flashing tooting and everything and this lovely old lady gave me a big hug and said thank you very much otherwise i'll be top and tail with you tonight danny boy and and (laughs) with with that cameron just gave me a look and went thank god she's on the bus dead thank god so yeah then off she went back home so yeah we nearly lost a member in canberra but um four and a half k four and a half k she walked around and she missed a little bit of the game but um yeah at the end um she knew she was was all, she was two kilometres back around to the buses and the buses were already half an hour late waiting for her. So, um, yeah, we managed to find her and get her back. But, um, yeah, they're the fun stories. Wow. man. They're, they're, they're wow. the exciting of it. So, yeah, it's all good. Sorry they're not that wow factor of um, no, that's, like that's members jumping insane. out. How do
0: you walk yeah. four and a half k's around a stadium?
2: I know, well, that's the thing. So where the um, the stadium is, they got the um, you've got your back entrance in. Yeah. And then you've got the western wh- around the other side. Yeah. So she had walked out, gone on the main road... Into the town area, so she had gone by past the uh, the other road to the stadium, which was literally 200 metres up the road, and just turned left, and you're there. Um, unfortunately, she um, yeah went on a wild goose chase and went around the uh, tour um, of Canberra. Wow. Yeah, so um, we managed to get her and get her sorted and get her back to the Central Coast. So, uh, but um, yeah, they're the they're some of the challenges that we get faced on game day and making sure the members are looked after and get home safely.
0: So that's some of the crazy stories you've told us, but um, what, what have we got coming up membership-wise?
2: Well, yeah, we're quite excited. We've got a brand new um, EDM, um, sorry, a brand new membership system that's going to um, help um, the members um, just have a bit of an easier process in um, pro- um, buying their membership. Um, we're looking to go on sale. We've frozen the, the membership prices as well. So um, everything you paid for last year is going to be exactly the same. We haven't increased it or anything like that. Um, we are looking to have all games at home as well So um, at the moment. So it's absolutely fantastic. Um, there's no changes in that front. Um, looking to spice it up a little bit more, just um, in the, the packaging, in the the products that we're going to be delivering. Um, anyone in the early bird period will still be able to get their um, same seat, as well as um, um, the first three thousand members that sign up will get a limited edition scarf again, like we did last year. I thought that was a really nice little perk for just for those members and um yeah the bring a friend for free ticket will just be in through the early bird season then um, after that anyone out of that uh, won't won't get those it's just a a bit of a members perk Um, but this year we're going to have an exclusive um i think two to three week window where it's just open to members and then um so we can get the seating requests done and um them everyone paid for and sorted and then um eventually um open up to new members they can buy at the early bird rate but they won't be able to secure their seat until their seat request is finished but um yeah very excited um it's, it's gonna be tough um reading quite a lot of the emails from last year as well about not people not wanting to join and um Um, That's no problem at all. If you you don't want to, that's no problem. But uh, I just feel if you've been a a member of the club for 12 years and you've got a low membership number and you want to keep that number, uh, I think that's something very important to to be a part of this club. And that's something we're working with, with a loyalty program again this year. Anyone who's been 10 years, we want to recognize those people this year. Um, We did that last year with a nice little pin out to those members. So we'll be looking at that again this year. And also, um, with the memberships this year, we've added on a couple of add-ons as well. We're looking to do um, exclusive members um, polo as well, just uh, as an add-on, who would like to buy that as well, a different design. And then um, we're also looking to do um, uh, the ultimate um, Pinnacle membership experience as well. So um, they get three um, away trips um, by bus um, with us um, um, so we um, we take the members to the Sydney Newcastle and Wanderers games and um, they enjoy the, the journey down a bit of food a couple of drinks on the bus and ticket in and then they return journey and then um, also an exclusive um, trip um, to uh, our stadium uh, or Sydney Wanderers and Jets game um, where they're exclusively in one of the suites um lunch um all food all drinks paid for and they get looked after and had a great members experience A tour around the stadium behind the scenes in the changing rooms and everything like that so uh, uh, and it'll be both sets of changing rooms so i can't wait to see mm-hmm. that once central coast has finished um the the stadium build on the the change rooms as well that's so one thing
1: we we're going to talk about wasn't it yeah the, um, yeah changing rooms f- second part of changing rooms finally absolutely
2: going in. yeah and it, and it looks like it's um, all the pipe work's nearly finished already and they're just about to start building the walls for the change rooms and getting the structure in and everything Great. which is fantastic so we can actually try again and um, see how good we are um, with the W League if we are going to be going for it or not this season so um, it'll be fantastic to get put that, put that through and offer extra game time it could be the academy plays in front of a Mariners game it could be CCU again and then Mariners in front it could be anything so it just opens us up to a double header and we can actually run it without the logistics being a nightmare all yeah. the time. So um, we're really grateful for the council to help um, the stadium out and do this. And um, yeah, it's gonna be absolutely fantastic for the coaster uh, in the long run as well. So um, it's gonna be awesome, really exciting. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's gonna be a, a really good um, a really good um, season ahead of us in the off season. I know we've got a lot of work ahead, but um, we're very positive and we're, we're excited for this new challenge and um, game on, as I said. Um, We'll be up there next year. I've said it all the way through until the, the fourth the fourth round, the um, last round of the the A-League season. We could still make it into the top six. But, uh, yeah, the, I'm, I'm one of those positive people that can hopefully... Um, Forever
1: the optimist, Dan.
2: Absolutely, mate. But, um, yeah, I need to draw the line in the sand somewhere. But um, this year, I, I know Mike's going to take us a lot further than we've been in the last couple of years. So I'm quite excited about that journey. So, yeah.
0: I'm going to hold you to that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as long as my clothes aren't coming off, then yeah, that's fine, mate. So um, yeah, they're going to stay on for a while, so it'll be good. <laughs> no
0: worries. All right, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it, mate. Yeah, thanks we'll very have to much. Get you in for another day in the life?
2: Yeah, I'll keep coming up with some um, other stories, and um, yeah, I'll, um, we'll have to rekindle um, what other ones I've told you and forgotten about. So yeah, no worries. No worries. Hey, thanks very much, guys. All the best. Thank Bye. You.
0: Alright, we're joined by Manny Crowell, General Manager of Central Coast United. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Thanks for inviting me along. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Um, Now, can you tell us about the formation of CCU and uh, how did you get involved?
3: Okay, so Central Coast United has probably been an expansion of different kind of programs that we run from the last four or five years in conjunction with Central Coast Football. It started off as a a program called the Regional Development Program, which is like a term by term. You know, you can sign up for 10 weeks with the school term timetable and stuff like that. And it gradually grew. Um, We started with about 20 children, the first program we did back in 2013, um, over a space of two or three um, terms. We grew to about 200 kids. We decided to make it a little bit more elite. um, So we did an elite program on a Wednesday. Um, that grew, and then we decided to look to maybe forming teams. So, um, at the time, Mark Jones was the technical director of Central Coast Football. Um, he asked me to come along and help out with the um, the trials for the nines to twelves. And when we went, there was about a hundred kids. That had signed up for each age group um, and they're only looking for like 16 kids at the time so there was about 80 kids coming along Mm. who wanted that little bit more so we decided to set up a program from them and that what kind of formed central coast football academy Um, and then from that we played a 13s 14s and 15s in the local competition and age group up which went pretty well as well and then Two years ago, we went into We applied for a license with Football New South Wales for the Association Youth League, and the boys went in that last season. Did extremely well, um, and then we were at a point, kind of a, I suppose, crossroads. What we're going to do with the program, as some of those under 16-year-old boys who were in the team had been with us for three or four years, and we didn't have anything else for them unless we set up a senior program. So we had a discussion, myself, Darren, um, and John. And we decided to set up the senior program from there. So that's how it's
0: John Smith from John Smith
3: from Soccer Fives. Um, The club is um, Darren is Darren Sproudd. Darren Sproudd, CEO of Central Coast Football. Darren um, CCF own fifty percent of the football club, and Soccer Fives own the other fifty percent of the club. So that's kind of how the club is formed.
1: Uh, So what is Dean Heffernan's role at the club?
3: So Hef's role is um, technical director. So Hef oversees the entire program football-wise. He obviously implements the the philosophy, the the coaching, the sessions, um, spends a lot of time with every single coach. In his own words, he calls himself an assistant coach to all the coaches. Um, So he spends a lot of time doing that. Um, And he's actually taken over the under-20s now, after obviously the the sad news of Ash passing at the start of the season, which was uh, a huge loss for everyone involved and obviously for his family as well. He's a great guy, well-known locally. Um, So Hef stepped into that and he looks after the 20s and oversees everything
0: else, yeah. So does he take on coaching as well as just director of football? Yeah,
3: so he's the actual now he's been appointed the 20s coach. Um, so he's like on the touchline. He's. He I
0: saw him down there last night drilling him. <laughs>
3: he's honestly. Um, I spoke to half about three years ago, and he he fits the bill perfectly. He's he's an intelligent guy. Um, he he's very detailed in in everything that he does, and he was perfect for it. I knew straight away that he would be the right guy for the role, and he came on, and you know we we got the the structure, the ground in place, you know, we set it up and it was, but he come along and he's taking it to the next level. Do you know what I mean? And he's done incredibly well for us, for sure. It's been great having him.
0: So you've had a really good start to the season, six wins and a draw. Um, Did you expect to be in that position? Um, With the quality you've either got in the team or the quality of the league? I
3: I suppose I was... Quietly confident, I'd obviously played with a lot of these boys in MPL 1 and MPL 2, and I knew that they could kind of cut it at that level. Um, and so I was quietly confident, I, I thought they would do well, yeah. they've started extremely well. Um, but do you know what I mean? You know, Union New South Wales have done extremely well as well. Yeah. Bankstown yeah. are just right behind us, um, it's pretty tight. Um, to get promoted is obviously off club championships, so the 18s and 20s points count as well so you know we've got a really good senior group um we for the youth to go up um to go up into the npl competition the seniors have to get promoted this year yeah so it you know it is an important year and it's only one spot available um we've communicated that to the to the youth setup and said listen you know the seniors is important this year, so then we can, you know, if they get promoted, you can then go and play MPL football and come out with the association youth league. Um, so it's uh, it's an important year, but yeah, we've started well. Um, everyone's extremely excited. We have got a, a good group of men in that senior. So it's a,
0: it's the last year off the club championship, isn't it? Or have they changed it? Because uh, they keep flipping and flipping. I don't know what they're the, doing.
3: As it stands right now, yeah, this year, eighteens, um, twenties, and first. Result and everyone goes up. Yeah. Next year, um, I think I believe it gets split from eighteens to thirteens. Yeah. And the youth can get promoted and relegated on their own accord. Right. And yeah. then the twenties and first kinda of go on their own, but I believe it's only the first grade points count. Okay. So that's I think but Hef's been to a few meetings and I don't think it's been completely confirmed. A few people are not entirely happy. From what no, doing. because
0: they've also changed. Uh, they're going to go from four to. Are they going? They're keeping four. or Are they going to three now? So it's I honestly, <laughs> I can't follow <laughs> it. They
3: so at the minute, it's MPL one, two, three, and state league. State, yeah. So I think they just go in MPL one, two, three, and four.
0: So they are doing four. Okay, but
3: yeah. there are teams that will miss out in the new structure. You have to apply for an MPL four license, like this state league team, and they might not. So it is an important year that we do really well. Yeah, For sure, hundred percent. Uh, So we've
1: noticed that most times you've only been able to have two or three subs on the bench. Um, Has there been any thought behind that and whether we need to bring more players in?
3: A couple of things. Yeah, we've only got 16 senior players, first-team boys registered. Um, Two of them are goalkeepers. Um, You've got Graham Toope that's been out for five weeks, um, well, a bit longer now with a hernia operation. Um, Tommy Mallett's been on um, placement with Uni, so we've. That's why we've probably you've only probably seen like twelve outfield players or thirteen outfield players on the the lineup. But what we normally do, the twenties boys would back up. So when we put the the team list up, um, we would normally put the twenties. But we don't know what twenties are going to be until they played on the day. So it can change depending if someone plays less. So that's why. But we always normally go with 16 on the bench if we can.
0: Yeah. So Dan McFarlane has uh, been a player who stands out in the midfield. Um, he just looks like he's a different grade, doesn't he?
3: Yeah, for me, you know, he's a top player. I like... Personally, I still think he can play A-League if given an opportunity.
0: He was just waltzing
3: through
1: the other team. There was a couple of of times where he just got the ball in midfield and was just dribbling past everyone and going for a shot himself. He's he's pretty good uh, for that level, very good.
3: Yeah, I've known Daniel for a long time. Um, When I first came um, back in 2013, he came in as a 15-year-old into the team. And that summer I sent him over to Swansea for a trial. Um, and you know he 's gone back and forth from Scotland. he 's come back into the mariners system um but i think he 's actually really really enjoying his football right now um i think he 's really you know he's stepped up as well he 's taken the captaincy really well he 's led by example um you know he's he's a he 's a great guy he coaches in the set in the system as well he looks after a couple of sap teams and um you know i like i think He's a, obviously a big, big player for us, um, but I think he's, he could have a really good future if he keeps doing what he's doing. And the conversation I had with him at the time, you know, he had numerous teams um, looking to sign him. But I said, listen, you know, you have you have Heff as your technical director. Um, he knows everyone in Australian football. Um, you know, he's there's anyone who's going to help you, it's going to be him. Do you know what I mean? And you're living on the coast. You know, this is what it's all about. You know, it's for people like you that you don't have to go and travel. You can stay here. You can get your football. You can get the right education. And um, so far, so f- so good. But, you know, it's still a long way to go. But, no, he's, he's a great kid. You can tell those experiences that he's had in the
1: UK have definitely helped him out a lot.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think it really has. You know, he played centre-half the other night in the FFA Cup. Um, you know, I think he won more headers than anyone else that night <laughs> as well do you know what I mean and I think that's definitely toughened him up a little bit but you know you watch him play when he picks the ball up and he can drive the way he can just go past people you know you, you kind of pay money for people that can do that no not matter what level you're at so I think I think he's got definitely got something and um, hopefully we can grow together
0: <laughs> Anyone else that's caught your eye in that same vein?
3: Honestly I think all the boys that we've got have done exceptionally well. I you know, I, I really do. I think Swado's, you know, taking it to uh taking his game to another level as well. Um I think Jordan Bennett has been great as the fullback. You know, Jordan's um leaving with three games to go at the end of the year. He's got a scholarship in America. Um he's done really but they've all done really well and the boys who've come from local football, um Jordy Howe, um the Blandon brothers, Woody, toby. Um, Alex Arbello you know we've got a good group for sure do you know what I mean Swaddling's
1: got eight goals in the season so far he's only one behind uh, Mitchell Cross from Bankstown United for a top goal scorer in the league which is very good
3: yeah um, like I said I Swad was someone that, someone that I knew from from when I was playing in the Mariners Academy and uh, I think he just needs a little bit someone to you know someone to believe in him and and I think that's what Stu and Hef have done, and they've given him that kind of license to go out and express himself. And you know, he's a good kid. Um, he's got his two good mates in there, the two Blunden brothers as well, which helps. Um, but you now Swad was another one that that's got something that could potentially play at a higher level as well, for sure. Definitely, been really impressed with the standard on the coast. Like since I've been here, um, the whole setup with local football, like. I never had that as a kid back in the UK, do you know what I mean? And, you know, and then playing in the academy, seeing local players, you know, there's there's still, you know, there's a lot of boys still playing local football. that will be good enough to play a, another level. You know, I did speak to other people, but they wanted to stay on the coast. And I think that's credit to the local clubs that have put something, you know, special in place. You know, um, considering the Mariners Academy, their restrictions on having players up to the age of anyone over the age of 20 can't play in their system. Um, a lot of those players then have gone back to local football <laughs> and, they, you know, they've done an <clears> incredibly <throat> job. You know, Kalani have been top side for years. Um, Speaking
0: so of which, I was about to ask, have you had any pushback from local clubs?
3: No, I wouldn't say pushback. No, I think, um, I think that it would have been great to maybe explain something like, you know, talking to them like this. And once you do, and I've had conversations with different presidents, and then once I've explained it in the idea, you know, we're not trying to take over local, you know, rip anything out of local football. You know, I did I did a few numbers. I think the percentage-wise, we took less than 5% from the local Premier League into the system this year. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think players will always want to play representative football. Um, we looked at it. Um, people are travelling back and forth to Newcastle and Sydney to get that representative football. Um, you know, there's 20, 30 clubs in Sydney to play representative football. There's only one on the Central Coast, and the numbers, you know, don't match up. There should be something else for them. Um, we did a, an under 13s trials just purely ourselves, and like 85 kids rocked up for it. You know, so it wasn't me going out to local clubs trying to take kids to set up a club. There's a demand for it. And, uh, no, it's been it's been really good so far. But Central Coast Football have definitely been the ones that, that have backed it all the way.
0: I think it's the endeavour of any, you know, footballer to play as high as they can for as long as they can. So you're just giving that opportunity to them. So best of luck.
3: Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's really important in the next two or three years that we can sustain it. Um, so th- there is that platform for them. Um, you know, they sh- kids shouldn't have to travel an hour and a half on a Tuesday and Thursday night to get represented in football, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and have that level yeah. of training.
1: Especially getting home so late as well
3: when you got training
1: in yeah. Sydney and getting home way too late.
3: And school the next school, day yeah. and everything, do you know what I mean? I think and we have to try and provide that, you know, even if it wasn't myself or Hef or, you know, if we move on in time, you know, I think this needs to definitely stay. To provide that opportunity for people for sure definitely
1: so on the weekend we had a good win at home four win 4-1 four over south coast flame uh so how do you see the game and was there is there still stuff that we can improve on obviously this week with the unsw away
3: yeah i think i think that game was i think they were they played obviously three games in six days in that one they had the the cup tie and we obviously as we talk we you know we shorten a couple of players um, we have Look to address that. You know, hopefully we were going to bring in two or three in the tra- well, transfer window, if you want to call it. The, f- the registration opens on the 14th of May. Um, definitely got a couple of coming in, um, which which is definitely going to help. Um, yeah, I think they were a little bit tired, possibly on the game on the weekend, but you know they still put it in a, a top show. Hef and Stu have done a lot of work with them, you know, pre-season to get them into shape. Um, Big game on the weekend for sure f- for the club. Do you know what I mean? Um, they've had a great start as well. Um, we've watched them a couple of times. Um, They're a good outfit, um, but if our boys can perform the way they can do, I think they can they can have a good day on the weekend for sure. Absolutely.
0: The last FFA Cup match was played on a. Field. <laughs> Field, apparently, <laughs> yeah, a paddock.
3: We saw.
1: Uh, I saw the stream. I was. I was actually at Plume for the Terrigal United Olympic game, and I got the stream up, and I saw the pitch. I'm thinking, you wouldn't even let cows graze on <laughs> the grass. So, <laughs> did one it of their players
0: break their wrist? Broke their wrist? Yeah,
3: they? one of their players broke their wrist. But oh. that's you know, that's what happens. You know what I mean? You know, they moved it on that pitch. I think obviously they didn't want us to play us on a on a decent pitch. <laughs> right. Um, you get down in the last. Second of the game, one of your players goes off and he's broken his arm. You know, it's it was not good. I'm not going to lie. Do you know what I mean? I was, I don't think that's acceptable. It's an no, FFA Cup. Not. um yeah. You know, that's not what football's all about. I definitely wouldn't. You know, if if we were going to play Blacktown City in the next round, you know, I'm not going to go and move him to, you know, take him off Plume Park. You know what I mean? To give us an extra chance. You know. I, I don't believe in that. Um, so that was disappointing, but that is that is football. Um, I was actually working, so I couldn't get down there for a game. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I, I've been to all of them, but you know it was a special moment seeing Daniel at the end, oh, running yeah. over, and all the plays. You know mm-hmm. you can see what it means to everyone. They've all bought into it. They've all bought into Stu and Hef and everything that we're trying to do. It was um, the last kick of the game as well. Yeah.
1: It was, we hit header from a corner. Last kick, last uh, kick of the game. It was great.
3: No, yeah, it was it was a special moment for sure. So hopefully we can get another couple of favourable rounds. And well, maybe
0: according to Hef, the draws is Friday. Yes. So we're looking at a home game, obviously. have a
3: home game. There's if we can still miss maybe one or two of the big boys for the now that you know we definitely wouldn't mind playing them but if we can maybe leave it for one more round and then have that last round to get to round 32 would be pretty special um especially in the first season of the football club making uh, the
1: round of 32 would be a fantastic achievement for sure
3: yeah it would be pretty special for sure um
0: well any sort of fixture where you can actually charge for admission would be good for the club wouldn't it yeah it, it would <laughs> for sure <laughs> that, <laughs> so that would def- is free. yeah that it? would yeah.
3: definitely help the club um but the FFA Cup is definitely taking second place for sure. It has to, you know, as I mentioned, the importance of getting promoted this year with the uncertainty surrounding different set with the, with the setup that they're trying to put in place. So um, the Cup will take second place, you know. The, everything is going to be built around the, the league this year for sure. Okay, so we just
1: touched on it. We've got uh, UNSW away this week at VSP, uh, they're the only team ahead of us on the table. So this will probably be our toughest test so yeah. far. And so how do you see it playing out? And are the boys confident? Obviously with the, with the table spot, they must be pretty confident and happy.
3: I think we, I think we yeah, for sure we'll be confident. Um, we definitely got good players. Um, I think we can definitely give them a game for sure. Um, but I think it's a time for the boys to stand up. You know, it's, it, let's see what we are really made of as a football club. And that, you know, um, we got aspirations to go as high as we possibly can with it. Um, so, you know, we have to beat teams like this if we're going to get promoted. You know, you have to beat the best at the moment. The table says they're the best. They're the top yeah. of the league. So, Biggest
1: promotion rival as well?
3: Yeah. Like, you know, we played Bankstown preseason and, you know, we we had a good result against them. But, you know, they've been there and thereabouts for the last couple of seasons. So they know what it takes to go for the long haul. Yeah. Um, you know, they're pretty strong, 18s and 20s as well. So, you know, early signs show it's probably going to be the three of us that are going to play out for it. But, you know, there's some other teams, Nepean, you know, we drew with them, the first team down there. Um, That was a tight little pitch again. Um, But, you know, we've got to go away and win in games like that. And I think that that game in Napian was earlier on was good for us. You know, it was a small pitch. The pitch weren't great. It was a Late kickoff, you know, we couldn't necessarily play the football that we wanted to play, and it was, it was a good wake up call. That football. was a 1 1 result, yeah. Was that it? was the mm-hmm. 1 1 result, yeah. so I think it was that that was good that came early early for us. And you know, the boys then went to Western Condors, and that pitch was just as bad as the <laughs> one that you see in the game in the FFA Cup. You know, there was
1: so the boys like playing at home then because Plum oh, service is pretty good, or
3: oh, or oh Blue Tongue, yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I think with the players we got, for sure. I mean, we've we've got technically really good football Mm -hmm. players. Um, We're trying to play the right way. Set an example for, you know, the kids coming through. Um, And Plume, you know, it's an incredible facility. Um, Central Coast football... You know, I've done incredibly well not only with Plume, but with what they've done with with the football club. You the know, sign
1: on the outside of Plume looks good as well as like the home of Central Coast United. So obviously, sort of establishing a good relationship with Plume as well. Yeah,
3: like the club is like, you know, the club is Central Coast Football. Mm. Like it is. It's it's Central Coast Football have to take credit for this. They wanted to do this. They wanted to provide another pathway for kids. You know, Darren and the board of Central Coast Football. You know, are the ones that should we you know. Take the credit for it, you know. You know, we we did a program; it worked well working together, um, and we've we've grown it all the way through. But you know, they are definitely the driving force, um, and they want to provide this pathway for kids. You know, they they've seen it with the demand there. So no, fingers crossed, you can keep going, um, and hopefully get promoted if we can at the end of the year.
0: What's your relationship with the Mariners? Um, Yeah, it's
3: it's good. Um, You know, we uh, did the game. They invited us to the game at the stadium. Yeah. Um, I was really happy to say that. Yeah, I I think for football in the community to show that we can um, work together, we want to work together. um, You know, prior to the football club being announced, um, you know, from Central Coast Football Academy, we must have sent 20, 30 kids across in the two or three years into the academy or even more You know, we had a close, you know, whenever we did trials, the Mariners would select first and then we would look after anyone else. And at the end of the year, if kids were doing well, you know, we would recommend them and they would go across. Um, And we've moved kids from, you know, even the term programs, the RDP elite programs that we've run. Kids have gone on into the Mariners Academy from there. So we have, you know, we have passed kids on. Um, I would never stand in a kid's way to, you know, for anything. And we've never been like that myself and have. As much as that, we want to look after the kids and provide things ourselves. But you know, you know, to play in the A League, I think that's any kid's ambition. And and obviously from there to play overseas and international. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We've we've got a good relationship. Yeah.
0: Right. So your next game, yep, yeah, it's on fr- uh, Saturday fifth um, down at Valentine's Sports Park. But your next home game is. Four PM on Saturday nineteenth at Plume Park. That's against Bankstown United who currently sit third. So we should be there for that. It should be a good game.
3: Yeah, I'd love to th- I you know, appreciate you inviting us on and I've seen the support. I've seen you um we've been
0: we've been quietly supporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's been um you know, it's been a really good feedback from the community with it do you know what I mean our social media responses you know with the live streaming that we've been doing you know we had like 250 people watching it at one point down in Hertzville yep. um, yeah, yeah. you know it's reaching X amount of people X amount of views um, good
1: support on social media with Instagram
3: yeah as well. it's been it's been Facebook. really. yeah it's been really pleasing you know we're trying to do it right on and off the field um, for sure um,
0: one last question when are you getting some more medium sized shirts in
3: I've got some, got some for you, Phil. Don't just you worry. for me, just for you, mate. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: okay. If you're, if you are chasing some merch, uh, you can buy it on U T D, so CCUnited.com. Um They have a website up, and you can go there and you can buy some supporters' tees if they have it in your size. Thank you for coming. I appreciate no. it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming you. in. And best of luck. No problem.